What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And it's funny because as I was thinking about today's episode, I was thinking about how I really like my podcast to be a place for you guys to get like practical stuff that you guys can apply to your life. And I really hope that today's, that today's episode does help some of you guys out there. This is primarily speaking to my CrossFitters out there, those of you guys out there that are going to the gym, and, and even the non-CrossFitters out there that maybe have had a setback or an injury, and they find themselves kind of in a place of like, well, why am I even bothering going to the gym if I've got to deal with this, this injury? And, and it really came to me today because, you know, obviously I am, well, not obviously, I am officially 12 weeks post-op as of yesterday. And, um, you know, I'm starting to be able to do a lot more things that I was afraid that I wasn't ever going to get back to doing. There was a lot of fear when I went into this surgery about like, what's going to happen? Am I ever going to come back? And there's things that I still can't do. And I wish I could and, and kind of giving you guys an update first and foremost, I'm probably doing way more than I would think my surgeon would recommend. Um, but I am also recognizing that whenever they give protocols, uh, re remind yourself of this, these orthopedic surgeons are giving protocols the same protocol, whether you're 75 years old, never worked out a day in your life, or you're a 20 year old athlete. And obviously athletes are going to be at a higher risk for, um, obviously because we are so driven to hurt themselves, but I am being very smart in my body's recovery in that I've, I think I know my limitations. So like, for instance, on uh, Friday, I tried doing devil press for the first time and a 35 pound devil press is like, eh, whatever, not a big deal it was too much on my right shoulder. So I, I was like, that was not a smart thing. That was probably the first dumb thing I've done in my recovery, uh, just because I felt like, well, if I'm going to do a devil press, I'm not going to use 25s. And it got me really thinking about this today because I'm, this is what today's episode is going to be about. Um, but for instance, like right now I am building up capacity on strict pulling movements. Um, I don't really feel comfortable loading a bench press just yet, but I feel comfortable doing like higher reps, of like a dumbbell bench press. So I've been doing a lot of dumbbell bench press complexes, like the one, one, two complex and, and things like that. I feel comfortable going uh, in an overhead strip press and a push press with dumbbells, still not doing anything with the barbell. Um, I am doing cleans now I can do cleans. Um, I'm still not comfortable loading too heavy just because sometimes, you know, when you catch a clean in a bad spot, uh, you don't want to mess. I don't want to mess anything up, but I am kind of cycling through some lighter weight stuff now. Uh, and honestly, that's been the hardest thing is because I had this like expectation of where I was before surgery that the, the weights are like feeling way heavier. I mean, like a 95 pound power clean and a workout the other day was like, oh my God, I'm getting gassed out. So, um, but all of that stuff is kind of coming back, um, able to start handstand walking and wall walking. Still, I'm not doing any handstand pushups because I just don't want to put, and that's just too much of a risk for me. Um, no ring muscle ups, no bar muscle ups, but I am using my ring thing and building back in some stretch muscle up motor recruitment patterns and strength. Um, it's actually a little bit easy for me now. So I've got to try and figure out a way to make that a little bit more challenging. And I haven't really figured, figured that out yet. So probably just going to be slowing down the movement. So just kind of give you guys a little bit of recap on where I'm at. Um, and then it really just segues, segues me into, you know, the topic of the day, because, I was doing a workout this morning that I had to heavily scale. Um, the workout was uh, every four minutes for eight sets. It was meant to be a 300 meter run or a 20 calorie assault run into uh, two legless rope climbs and eight overhead squats at 155 for men and one over 105 for women. Usually this would be like a fun workout for me. I would like look forward to it. And 
I, I used to find myself where whenever I felt like I couldn't do the workout as prescribed that I was like, well, that's not even worth it. And then I would just like change the workout altogether and like do something else and like feel like, well, I'm not going to get the workout in anyway. So I'm just like, not going to do it. And it's really cool how the surgery has really changed my mindset. And, um, you know, because as a competitive athlete, you, you always want to be able to compare with the other competitive athletes to see how you're like, how am I doing? How's my progress coming? Um, but I realized that that was actually stopping me from progressing because oftentimes I might find myself, you know, using a weight that I probably shouldn't be using to keep the stimulus of the workout because, well, everybody else is doing that weight. So I probably should. So I fall victim to this too, you know, and I, and I want you guys to understand, I'm not saying this, what I'm talking about today is not going to be just about you guys. It's also about like, Hey, this is something we all struggle with. It's, it's the ego. And it's not so much the ego of like, we care about what others think. It's like, we want to be able to do those things. We're driven. We have pride and it gets in the way of us making progress. And what's crazy is, is that today when I was doing this workout and I scaled it with a 50 foot hand over hand rope pull at body weight, and which is probably about the equivalent of two legs rope climbs. And I did 10 front squats at that weight versus eight overhead squats. So, and I actually did two more sets. <laughs> so I kind of made it to where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to challenge myself. And I got such a good workout in, like it was hard. I got the stimulus. Oh, and by the way, your coach Cheryl here, because she was laying off her shoulder for so long has now got a pretty good little hamstring injury going on. So I couldn't run either, which was also frustrating. I love to run. In fact, you guys know one of my goals by the end of this year is I want to run an Ironman. And now I've got this hamstring injury and I've got to really watch the volume on running and deadlifting. So, um, couldn't do the running. I didn't, I could have, but I didn't want to push through it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ski instead. So I did 20 calorie ski into the hand over hand rope pull. Talk about a stimulus, right? Like I really tried to push the ski and, and what's cool is I push just like I would have as if I was doing the real workout. And, and, and I think that a lot of people think that if they're modifying, there's a lot of things I'm doing today. They, they think that if they're modifying that they like don't have to push as hard. Well, I'm modifying anyways. I'm just going to take it easy today. And there is a time and place for that. Like when mentally you're not there, you're tired, you're worn out. Like you just have to kind of move through things or like, obviously my first week back from surgery, I wasn't doing intensity. I was like, move through the movements, get yourself some movement in. But I think so many people out there in the CrossFit space is it's all about like, you look at the workout on the board and like, it's this automatic moment of defeat. If you feel like you can't do something or you have an injury and there's pull-ups programmed and you can't use your shoulder and you're like, Oh, why am I even going to go to class? I should probably just lay off. It's like, it's, there's so much more you guys can accomplish. And I think the other problem is that so many people are afraid to talk to their coach and tell them like how they're feeling. And as a CrossFit coach myself, I coached CrossFit for years and years and years and actually still want to get back to doing it. But it's like, that's what I wanted. I wanted my athletes in my class to feel comfortable coming to me and saying like, here's where I'm at. Like, what should I do instead? And I wanted to give them the best experience. I wanted them to feel like they were getting a good workout in and Sometimes it was making the workout completely different because they were like, just not going to be able to like, if the workout is like deadlifts and box jumps, right. And the person's got like a back injury, like they can't do either of those movements, but I can get them to feel that same like intensity using two very different movements, you know, but if they're like not there, like mentally, I might give them something completely different, but 
I think that so many people get hung up on, on like the workout of the day and, and the stimulus. And they also don't know that by chasing RX, they're actually limiting their progress. And I want to go over some things today in terms of helping you guys out there understand how modifying workouts actually might get you fitter, stronger, leaner, even faster. Because I think a lot of people don't understand the purpose of their workouts and the purpose of an RX. So let's just start with that. What is the perfect purpose of, or the purpose of RX? Okay. So I'm going to also relate this to nutrition guys, because you know, I'm a nutrition coach, right? When I'm building out a nutrition plan and I'm working with somebody for the first time, I always know where their TDEE is. That's their total daily energy expenditure. This is their baseline. And my goal with that is, all right, if their goal is fat loss, I've got to get them to baseline and, and kind of or get them where they're at and get them back to baseline so I can get them into fat loss phase. With RX, okay, I want you to think of it like this is the, the template. This is like, this is where, you know, we want you to be, but that doesn't mean that's where you are right now, okay? This is the, the suggested weight to get the stimulus if you can handle these reps, these sets and all that, all those kinds of things in that, in, in that time domain. So, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Let's talk about the workout first. Let's not even think about the weight and the movements that you might not be comfortable doing. Okay. What is the stimulus of a workout? Like Fran, 21 reps of pull-ups and thrusters. We're building upper body pulling capacity and lower body pushing capacity and power. Okay. We're looking for a fast time domain. We're looking for something like three to five minutes. Uh, well, you're a CrossFitter and you're an athlete that's in the CrossFit games, probably more like sub two at this point with good standards. <laughs> All right. So, um, but we're looking for that three to five minute range and getting in some upper body pulling volume and, and lower body, like pr pushing volume, really pushing power output. Okay. But what do most people do? I want to do Fran RX. Okay. That's great. Every once in a while you want to benchmark, see where you're at. But if you do that with every single workout, you are also missing the benefits of getting the stimulus of the workout. So let's say you decide to do Fran RX and it takes you 15 minutes. Did you achieve the stimulus of the 21.15.9? No, you may have gotten a different stimulus and that's okay every once in a while because we want to kind of see where we're at or maybe you wanted to focus on skills. But if your goal is I want to get strength, power, hypertrophy in my muscles. I want to build my aerobic base. You've got to be looking at the stimulus of the workout. Those rep schemes are there for a reason. A, a set of 21 should not come down to sets of three. Okay. So if that's where you're at, that is likely not the right weight for you to be using or the right pull-up modification for you. So it's about understanding the stimulus. And that's what people miss with CrossFit. It's also why people get injured because they end up going too heavy or they do movements that they don't have the mobility for or the motor recruitment skills for, and then they end up hurt and their ego gets in the way when they're hurt and they don't want to scale the workouts and then they end up hurt, more hurt. So it's like this big thing. So number one is understanding like the RX is just there as a baseline. It doesn't mean that's what everybody has to do. In fact, when I program my workouts uh, for my clients, I no longer really put an RX. What I normally do is put the suggested weight for men. Let's just say it's a dumbbell movement, like a dumbbell snatch. It might say the suggested weight for men is 35 to 50 and suggested weight for women is 20 pounds to 35 pounds. Ideally, 
We want something that you can cycle for 20 reps unbroken. Now those people have an understanding of like, okay, I know what she wants me to feel. I know what I'm capable of. And then a lot of times when I see them logging weights and times, I can then start to personalize things for them on their next week. I'm like, eh, let's use the 25 pound dumbbell because you always use a 20. I'm like, wow, I didn't think I could do that. And I did it and I did the same time. So I look at those things as well. And you guys should be doing those very same things for yourself. So, um, all right, so let's just talk about modifying your workouts and, and getting more out of it. And honestly, not feeling like you're a weak person because you're not doing the RX movement or you are not doing the RX workout per se. All right. So if you are a beginner and you are like under six months into CrossFit or your, or your lifting program, whatever it is, whatever program you're doing, you guys are not modifying at all. You're not, you are literally building the foundation. So for these people, the volume will likely be lower, but you want to be getting the same intensity and stimulus in the workouts. You're just getting less of it. So these people might be starting with three days a week um, and getting that, that stimulus. And then the other days they might be like walking or doing something light recovery wise, building up the endurance and building up the stamina to handle more volume because the real goal of CrossFit, okay, guys, CrossFit was prescribed to be a program that is followed three days on, one day off. That is the CrossFit prescription, okay? No, not everybody follows that. A lot of people follow three on, one off, two on, one off, um, or maybe they do five days on, two days off, but they're usually, those people are usually active on the weekends. But CrossFit was pre prescribed to be a six-day-a-week program, essentially, and the goal though, is, isn't to crush yourself at every single workout. CrossFit.com sometimes would be like, we're just going to lift today. Uh, tomorrow we're, we're just going to do skills. And then Wednesday we're going to do a hero workout, but people didn't ever like, well, back in the day they used to, but now it's like people are doing so many workouts in a day. So when I say six workouts, you got to realize that most people are doing like, well, a lot of CrossFit games athletes and, and semifinals and all that are doing multiple workouts in one day now. So they're doing lifting and they're doing that, which is good. We obviously have built up a higher tolerance to the volume, but you have to understand that the goal is to build up that tolerance, not to start there. And so we have to look at the volume intent first. Now, if you are an established fitness enthusiast, which, which a lot of you guys are, so you're six months plus, you're in the gym, you, you drank the Kool-Aid, you're doing the things. Um, I want to talk to you guys about how to get more out of your workouts, because there's a couple of things that you guys want to realize, need to realize when it comes to these workouts. A lot of people want hypertrophy. They want to build muscle. They want to look leaner. They want to see more definition. Okay. So you want to make sure that when you're getting movements in like the 2115 that you're thinking about, okay, the stimulus here is 21 unbroken reps, 15 unbroken reps, nine unbroken reps. You might have to break once or twice, but the goal is right back on. We want to keep those muscles in contraction because that's where progress is made. If you are constantly having to go down to threes and taking big breaks, you are missing that stimulus. And I'm going to talk more about this later on. Okay. But for those of you guys out there that are fitness enthusiasts, I want to give you guys some tips for modifying your workouts to get the best results in terms of body composition, in terms of fitness, in terms of strength, power, all of those things. Okay. So number one is Movement modifications, all right? The goal here is to preserve the stimulus of the movement and think of it, think of it like you're trying to 
if Matt Fraser or Tia Claire Toomey was in the same room as you doing the same workout, your goal would be that you're trying to compete with them. You are trying to find a movement modification that's going to give you the same stimulus. So that might mean for some of you guys doing jumping pull-ups in a workout with 21-15-9 because your goal is to try and be able to cycle your pull-ups as fast as them. Now, you're obviously not always going to beat them, right? But the goal is like you should be pushing to try and think about the fittest people. And maybe it's not in the world, but in your class, like trying to compete with those people. That's how you get competitive, but also get more out of your workout, okay? So try and preserve the stimulus of the movement. Um, Muscle-ups, jumping muscle-ups, jumping bar muscle-ups. I don't really love like the low transitions because I think that that's more of a strict movement. And if if I'm being honest, CrossFitters aren't doing strict muscle-ups, right? They're doing kipping muscle-ups. So you're better off doing like a burpee pull-up, like where you're getting a push into a pull. Um, something along those lines to kind of help you guys get the same stimulus as that and being able to keep yourself moving in that. For some people, it might be ring rows, you know? Like there's always a way, we're thinking about what we're looking at doing. Okay, now going into whether we want to modify the reps versus the weight or the movement. All right. And this is like big. So let's just say maybe you have, okay, let's just call another, another benchmark is Amanda nine, seven, five, um, snatches and muscle ups. And, you know, maybe you can do like one or two ring muscle ups and maybe you can do that weight for like a couple of reps, but you've never actually done it in a workout. At some point you might want to test that workout and see where you're at. But you don't want to be doing that in every single workout. You might want to see how long it takes you. But the stimulus of Amanda now is like almost as fast as Fran. You know, the top level athletes are doing this in three minutes. So I think Amanda, a good time to Amanda for Amanda is like anything under nine minutes. Like that's probably, that's three minutes around. Nine, seven, five. That's three minutes for nine muscle ups, nine snatches. Another three minutes for seven, seven and five and five. That's even still a pretty slow Amanda time for these time for, for right now. I think a better thing is like, all right, so I need to work on ring muscle ups and getting stronger. But in this workout today, what I would like to do is push the intensity and feel that threshold. And I'm going to also spend some time afterwards working on muscle ups. So maybe you are doing jumping bar muscle ups or jumping ring muscle ups in the workout, or you're doing pull ups or burpee pull ups. And maybe you've scaled the weight a little bit to try and be able to hold on to touch and go or fast singles, whatever that looks like to you but you're keeping the stimulus of the workout. You're feeling the heart pounding in your lungs and you're, and you're feeling all that. I prefer people modifying the weight versus and the movement versus modifying the reps. Okay. So the other thing you'll hear is like, Oh, let's just do three muscle ups per round. Well, that's great. But now they're missing the volume accumulation. That's where the hypertrophy comes in for those of you guys looking to build muscle. Now you've turned a workout that was meant to be a round of nine, seven, and five, and you're not getting that same volume accumulation. Same thing with weights. You know, if you're, if you're modifying the weight and the, I'm sorry, if you're modifying the reps versus the weight on a workout, like, let's just say, let's just say, for instance, today's workout was 105 pound overhead squats. Had I just been like, oh, I'm going to do like 55 or, uh, you know, I'm going to do less reps. I'm going to do like four reps. I would be missing the hypertrophy of the set of eight to 10. So thinking about in the bodybuilding world, right? We're looking at like sets of eight to 12 or 12 to 15. Now I've turned it into a set of four. So I'm no longer training in that domain. So I, I really want to think about modifying to keep the volume and ensure that the weights are allowing me to kind of keep those sets. Now with CrossFit, obviously like we're pushing ourselves. We're not 
taking big rests. So we might have to break once or twice, but it's like a fast break. We're, we're breaking and we're picking it right back up. Okay. The volume that we're doing, we want to kind of keep it the same. The other type of modification I want to talk to you guys about, which is a little bit more of a gray area, is um, going to be modifying things like running, biking, and rowing, uh, the monostructural stuff. So this is a little bit harder because, you know, it really depends on a person. Um, but I like people to modify their running, biking, and rowing to be able to keep the same time about and the same intensity. So whether let's just say we're doing a workout with 400 meter runs in it. It's like five rounds. It's Nancy, another benchmark, five, five rounds of 400 meter run, 15 overhead squats. I would much rather see people pushing for a, about a two minute continuous run um, or like a 90 second to two minute continuous run each round rather than like, I'm going to push for 400 meters and they can barely run 200 without stopping. So I would much rather keep them at that stimulus. If a person has, um, you know, maybe they're significantly overweight and running is very difficult on the body, I would much rather see them modify on a bike to keep them moving for two minutes rather than pounding their joints and having to walk a whole bunch on the run. They've now changed the stimulus. So I would like to say that with modifying um, the monostructural stuff, you want to be looking for the same time and the same intensity. So like RP is great here, seven out of 10, eight out of 10, nine out of 10. Holy shit, we're sprinting today. Like that's really where people need to think about what they're feeling. And you want to feel that same thing. And what, what does that feel like, Cheryl? What does it feel like to push at a seven, eight, nine, a 10? Okay. Seven. I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about holding a pace, but it's not so hard that it's making me want to stop. Like I can kind of continue on. And when I start to slow down, I can throttle up a little bit faster to pick it back up. Eight, nine. Okay. This is getting really uncomfortable. I'm going to need a rest before I pick up a bar or get to work on anything else. I'm actually getting pretty close to max effort. Um, this is where people are getting that anxiety, that feeling of like, oh shit, this is hard. 10, you're going to have to mop me up off the floor because I'm not going to be able to get up for a couple minutes. Okay. So last year when I did uh, Jackie Pro, which was a thousand meter row into 50 thrusters, uh, 30 bar muscle-ups, I think. I, I don't even remember. I just, because I, all I remember is the fucking row, um, is the row had to be done for women under 340, and I think men under 330, but I'm not, don't quote me on that. It might have been 320, I mean, 325. Women was under three, 340, and I remember that very clearly because I literally think I saw God. Um, I was crying on the rower, and I, it took me a little bit to decide, hey, I can actually pick up this bar and start thrustering. Like, it was rough. Okay. So you don't want a red line like that on every single workout. In, in fact, most people in CrossFit Metcons should probably be about a, around a seven when they start. And in a workout like Nancy, your effort might get a little bit harder, but you're able to push that same pace. You're really trying to hold on to that pace. So that's a little bit of about like the volume in terms of running, biking, rowing, and all that, all those things. Um, and like I mentioned, and I, and I kind of just put this in my notes and I want to make sure I really push is that a lot of people, as they've gotten into CrossFit and they've been in it for a long time, they start to really chase RX. And yes, if you want to compete, you want to be looking at RX, but you have to look at where your times and your reps and all that are falling in line. And if you're always like way behind everybody, it might be time for you to check your ego and it actually might make you feel better to let go of that feeling of like you have to be doing what everybody else is doing and try and get those same feelings and stimulus, you are going to feel so much better 
so much less pressure because when you chase RX and you're not ready for it, you are lowering the intensity. You are getting less metabolic stress, which in a CrossFit workout, we want metabolic stress. You are also increasing your risk of injuries. You're increasing your risk of burnout. So you want to realize that lowering the intensity in a, in a workout isn't always the right thing. There is time for you guys to go in and work on skills and work on strength. And you should be doing those things. But I'm talking specific to the meat of your workout, which is your workout. It even comes down to like lifting and stuff though. Like right now, like I said, I got a hamstring thing. I can't deadlift, you know, like, okay, what am I just going to not deadlift? Well, I can still train my legs. I can still squat. And I've been working in more hip thrusts. So I can work my posterior chain in a different way. Working in some seated good morning, some Nordic curls, other things that I can do. I'm still training the stimulus of deadlifts. It might not be as heavy because I can't, but I'm still getting some work in on my posterior chain. The other thing that I wanted to write, I wanted to talk to you guys about is a lot of CrossFitters, as they get further on into CrossFit, they keep wanting to add more volume. And it's important for you guys to realize if you're not getting the right stimulus in your workouts already, that that should be your first step before adding in more volume. And I'm going to talk about extra volume in a second. You should be looking at what I'm saying today or listening to what I'm saying today and really applying it. Um, but if you are looking at doing accessory work, I want you guys to understand that in CrossFit, all right, a lot of times your Metcon is also your hypertrophy work, your accessory work. Okay. So, and, and this is why I love, I, I do theme days for my, my clients. So typically my clients, cause everybody wants to build muscle is Monday. It's going to change in this next cycle, but Monday right now is a lower body back squat day. Tuesday is bench press day. Wednesday is more aerobic based. Thursday is going to be lower body. So it's going to be hip thrust. Friday is strict press. And then Saturday is deadlifting. So I've got a pretty good blend there throughout the week. So their accessory work on those days is geared towards the muscle or their, I'm sorry, their Metcon is geared towards the muscle groups that I'm really trying to hit on. So they usually do have some accessory pieces as well, but the main Metcon, so like Monday being a back squat day, they might doing a workout with like wall balls or or uh, deadlifts, or um, uh, I was saying walking lunges. There might be getting some accessory work built in, step-ups. Tuesday's a bench press day. They might be doing a workout like Cindy, push-ups, pull-ups, things like that. Um, Thursday being a hip thrust day, they might be getting um, some more lower body work, maybe goblet squats in a workout, um, anything that's good, or maybe some core work. Friday, upper body day again, might be hitting some uh, bench press in the workout, dumbbell bench press, um, you know, push press, other things like that. And then Saturday, Saturday, I honestly keep it as a, a back focus day. So they're doing deadlifting, but I do a lot of like uh, maybe lat work. So they might do some more pull-ups or something along those lines. Um, and I also do some power work on Saturdays, a lot of grunt work. So I, I kind of keep themes. And if you guys realize that, that that kind of is your accessory work, you honestly wouldn't need to add a bunch more. In fact, all you should really be adding in is the specific things you need for you. So like I said, right now I'm nursing a hamstring injury and I've got to keep working on a rehab for my shoulder. My accessory work is geared towards keeping those group muscle groups healthy. Um, my hypertrophy work is done in my work throughout my day or my workouts. So a little bit of a talk on that. Now let's just talk about, um, in terms of if you are in the bodybuilding world, CrossFit world, or you're trying to blend the two together. And I put this out there's why this works so well is if you understand this, and if, you, if you're afraid to trust is this, 
is I wrote down in the bodybuilding world, the goal is eight to 25 sets per muscle group per week, which of, and with a rep range of six to 20 reps, ideally spread out over two to five workouts. So essentially over the course of the week, they're looking to hit eight to 25 sets. That's a big range, depending on where they're at in their, in their training volume, um, in their training age, uh, per muscle group per week. Think about what we do in CrossFit, how many reps we do, right? Six to 20 reps. So if I did five sets of 20, if I did a workout with five rounds of 20 wall balls, 20 toes to bar, 20 burpees, I've now just done a hundred reps of each. Okay. So we're talking about eight to 25 sets per muscle group per week. That's a lot of our repetitions right there. We don't need to add more on top of that. And this is where you have to realize what is your primary goal. And if you're in the bodybuilding world and you're like doing some CrossFit, you can also realize that you can maybe add that stuff in and be okay with that. So a little bit of a talk about uh, obviously modifying your workouts for not just getting fitter and stronger, but also for building muscle and seeing some changes in your body composition. So the main thing today, guys, is that I want you to understand that if you approach your workouts looking for the right stimulus, you will get more out of it. And I want to go over the, the four things that I wrote down that you guys can think about when you are evaluating a workout that's written on the board for you for the day. Number one is, um, I'm sorry, the, the four things that you're looking. So when you look at the workout, <clears throat> is the workout meant to build aerobic capacity or engine work? So workout, for example, is um, 100 calorie bike erg every time or every minute on the minute you're doing five burpees. Okay. It's working on building some engine work. It's aerobic capacity, or we're doing 400 meter repeats, or, you know, we're doing, you know, three rounds, 800 meter run, uh, 20 box jumps and, you know, 10 pull-ups, whatever. So we're looking at building some engine work for sure. Um, then you've got muscle stamina and endurance. And there's, this is also can blend into the engine work as well. So like the last one I just mentioned, the box jumps, the pull-ups are going to be a little bit of muscular stamina and endurance, but also engine work as well. So if I'm looking to build muscular stamina endurance, I want to think about the reps that they're giving me and ideally modifications that are going to allow me to kind of try and keep to that rep scheme without having to break it up too much. Then I've got workouts that are built towards strength and power. Okay. These are your heavy lifts, your power lifts, your back squat, your bench press, your deadlift, your snatch, your clean and jerk. We're looking to build explosive power or raw strength. And these are going to be lower rep schemes and where you guys can push the weight a little bit. In fact, these are the ones you don't have to modify. You just have to give it the right intensity. And so this is where you have to understand that, you know, for a lot of people on a snatch day, you might not be getting the strength adaptation or the power adaptation if you're still learning the snatch, but it doesn't mean you can't be doing like maybe some seated box jumps in between your, in, like maybe you're just working with the empty bar or the trainer bar. Maybe building in some like, I'm going to work on some, you know, seated box jumps or some snatch pulls just to get comfortable pulling heavy weight off the ground. Um, great way for those people out there that are working technique, but also need to get the strength and the power built in. And then you've got this last one I put down is like the skill work, the flexibility and the, you know, specific muscle group accessory work for injury prevention. So this is where you're like, I'm going to work on muscle ups today, or I'm going to work on handstand walking. I'm not going to do it in the workout and, you know, spend 20 minutes trying to walk hundred feet. I'm going to tend to spend some time afterwards, maybe, you know, working in a box or doing five foot increments or something along those lines. And that is how you're going to get the most results out of your CrossFit workouts. So, and just, I feel like I should just share this across the HQ. I don't know. Um, but that's what I got guys. I know I have a lot of, damn, I got a lot of comments today, guys. Um, I am like looking on here. 
Oh, Jody, thank you so much. I'm glad that my skin looks good today. That's really good. That makes me feel good. I'm going to be honest, Jody. I have been sleeping so much better and it's been a game changer. I have been stressing or dealing a lot with some sleep issues and I've actually been getting into some deep sleep. Um, and that's been super helpful for me. I'm just going to kind of scroll back in here. Good afternoon, everybody, man. I got a lot of people on good afternoon guys. I hope you guys got some value out of this. Um, I'm just looking back to make sure I didn't miss any questions here. Um, I'm so happy you were on Judy. Thank you so much for that nice comment, by the way. Um, I've been Robbie Gilmore. I've been much happier with my progress since learning to scale where when needed. I freaking love, love, love that. So that is awesome. And I 100% feel you on that. Like right now I'm in my happy place in my training and it's scary because I'm like, man, I'm modifying things. Am I ever going to get back? But I'm going to be honest. My fitness is feeling better now that I'm not putting so much pressure on myself. Um, Rx does not mean you are better or more fit. 100% agree. In fact, a lot of the people that do Rx and shouldn't be are way less fit. And they think that they're fit. It's an ego thing. It's, it's, I watch it all the time. Um, I scaled yesterday because I wasn't feeling it was on my sixth day in a row and scaled serving me well. Love that. Love that. You can do that. There's also the training as competing aspect. You shouldn't be competing every day. You should be doing mostly training and going full power range only once or twice per week. Absolutely. I love this. Pick your one workout a week and you're like, man, that's the one I'm going to go dark on everything else. And I do this often. So with me, often that's one piece for the day or, and it might not even be every day, but there might be one or two days a week where I'm like, this is the one I'm going to be working hard on. So today my Metcon this morning was the one I'm like, I'm going to push pretty hard on this. Um, I feel like I did. It wasn't like I wasn't deathly at it, but I, I, I tried to minimize my transitions. Like came off the ski right to the rope and right to the, like try not to think too much about it. So I, I took risks today. Um, welcome everybody. Love having all these people on guys. I love this. Elise is on too. Trish, how many days a week should I be hitting intensity? Uh, Trish intensity is, uh, honestly, that's an, it depends answer. So everybody has a different level of, in, uh, of intensity that you can um, obviously have positive adaptations to um, based on your training age, you know, how much volume you can handle. The most important thing when it comes to assessing how much intensity you can handle is that when you're starting to get anxious about workouts and it's no longer fun, that likely means you're probably doing too much intensity. Like when you start to find yourself um, getting nervous, like, every single workout, like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to push that hard. Probably you should probably like take it back a little bit. I think the sweet spot for most people though, is understanding that like intensity should be kept around a seven to an eight most of the time. Like, and that's where you can see that you can be consistent with your training and not feel completely stressed out. Um, that usually works best. Um, Amanda, that's me. That's funny. Hi guys. Oh my God. This is so good to see so many questions. Um, my ego is currently in pain. I love that. Um, guys, like, Hey, Kathy, good to see you on there. This is live. Can she see us? Trish, I can see you. Um, I just, honestly, I try not to look at the comments until I've kind of finished what I had to say. Um, because I like to, I get distracted very easily. I start to want to talk too much and then I forget what I'm going to say. So it's, it's, a, so going to be completely honest, guys. Before I started going through with Scott for this, I used to do my own podcast and I would just record it on my own. Um, and he got me uncomfortable and I'm very happy that he did because I love doing it this way now. It's gotten so much more comfortable for me. 
Scott is not on here, guys. This is my podcast today. <laughs> Trish, I am very focused on stimulation. I don't know how to read that, but that's interesting. Um, I, although, uh, Elise, I feel like Scott should join the show. Um, oh, Trish is pregnant. You definitely. So, Trish, you will definitely want to be modifying your intensity, watching your heart rate. I would definitely recommend a lot more zone two work for you. Um, in fact, that's going to be probably one of the best benefits for keeping you fit, uh, during your pregnancy is, is honestly a lot of times with, um, women that are pregnant, what I would recommend if the workout is Fran 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups, making it more engine based, like thousand meter biker, 21 reps of each thousand meter biker, 15 reps of each thousand meter biker, nine reps of each thousand meter biker. So you're slowing down, you're taking the intensity away. Um, Judy knows me too well. Ow, my cat is scratching me. <laughs> He's just such a funny cat. Um, everyone thinks they're CrossFit Games Brown, Brown, at least we aren't, Bruce. Definitely agree with that. Um, Trish just recently learned that 2159 was meant to be unbroken. And this is the thing that, guys, your coaches should be educating you on the stimulus of the workouts. Um, all right, let's see what else I'm missing. Uh, let's see. Ackerman is a squirrel on crack. That's hilarious. Um, I could beat Matt Frazier with a stick while he's sleeping. Uh, can she please slow down or take a breath? I am finding it difficult to track this. Oh man, I guess I'm talking too fast. So Trish, I feel like maybe I'm talking too fast for you. Um, whatever you need me to slow down and talk about, let me know if there's something that I need to explain more. Uh, I'm scrolling through. Good afternoon, Miss Gina. Make sure I didn't miss anybody else's questions. Um, Jackie Pro took me nearly 20 minutes. So you probably missed the stimulus there. I think it was a 15 minute time cap. Um, let's see. Hey again. Let's see. Gosh, I feel like I'm missing out. What are we talking about? Just joining Nordic. What, what did she say again? I said Nordic curls. So, uh, Eric, when I was talking about Nordic, when I was talking about my hamstring injury, Nordic curls are a great way to train the hamstrings. So it's, a uh, the old school skier, nope, Corey, it's not the Nordic curl is um an actual movement based i'll have to send you guys a video it's uh, essentially you're basically like um so if you're like on a ghd machine but you're not like doing a hip extension but you're in that position with your knees on it you're going down really slow and you're like really controlling the uh the negative it's a hamstring movement um well i'm trish i'm sorry that i was going too fast i'm like looking to see if i'm missing anybody's questions for postmenopausal women, does lifting too much increase inflammation? So this is not a postmenopausal woman thing, uh, Gina. Uh, lifting does increase inflammation, but we want that. So when we're lifting, our body's going to get inflamed, and then our body's going to recover from that. That's how we build muscle. Um, it's also very important to make sure that we are getting enough calories in, getting the right type of nutrients in to help fuel recovery from that. So that's really the main thing. Um, let's see if I miss anything. Hopefully guys, you guys are awesome. I'm just looking to see if I miss everybody. So I think, I think, I think I got everybody. I don't think I missed any other comments. Um, so last thing guys, as I finish up today's podcast, um, and if you guys have more questions, I am looking at the comments now. Um, I'm just going to kind of make one more plug for my six week summer sprint. I actually retitled it six weeks summer shred last year. It was called summer shred. Um, and what I'm doing guys is this is basically meant for anybody that is really motivated to give 
six weeks of full effort into making some specific changes to nutrition to really see results. Like maybe you've tried things in the past and you've never really stuck to it, but you're super motivated. Like you are a kind of person like, just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. I can do anything for six weeks. Like I'm committed to this program. Um, there is going to be calories and macros associated with it. There is going to be food quality associated with it. Um, and I'm looking for serious people only. I don't want people that are like, oh, I'm just kind of hopping in on this challenge because I want to try something. No, like I want you looking at this, like this is a commitment for six weeks. And I really want coach Cheryl to she teach me how to do things. You guys know me. I want nothing more than to feed people. So I try and be very flexible. And I try and remind people that the goal is not just to feed you less. It's to optimize how much you're eating for the goals you have for yourself. And that comes with eating the right types of nutrients, the right types of foods, along with the quality or the quantity of those things. So if you guys really want an opportunity to look at what coaching looks like, um, obviously maybe you don't have that price tag to be able to afford a one-on-one -on -one coach. I want you guys to apply for this. Uh, there is a link in the show notes for you guys to apply for it. I forgot to put it in there last week. Um, it is six weeks though. There is an application process because I am going to be screening people. I'm only keeping a specific number of people in this group, um, because I want to keep the quality high and I want to make sure that I have the bandwidth to be able to give to each and every person in this program, what they deserve. So, uh, that's all I got today, guys. Um, if you guys have any more questions, I'm going to stay on a few more minutes and just see if I missed anything else. I was doing what I I thought just, okay. So Guys, I think that's it for today. Thank you, Judy. I'm glad that my Instagram reels are so helpful because that's all I want. In fact, I wrote down, I had a topic for my Instagram reel that I'm going to put out tomorrow. I think that another thing that people struggle with is that when they're doing uh, calories, macro counting, um, they don't know how to make adjustments, but really they don't know if they should be adjusting carbs or fats or proteins. So I'm going to make an Instagram reel on that for those people that are dialed in. Um, but yeah, that's all I got today, guys. So this is a fun little lunchtime uh, check-in. I, I love this. I'll have to do these at noon more often if I get this big of a crew. And maybe, Judy, I can break out of my comfort zone and start to actually look at my comments as we go. Maybe that'll help you guys out a little bit more. So I um, hope you all, what are you all having for lunch? What's on the lunch menu today? Anybody want to share their lunch today? No lunch shares for me. Well, I'm a weirdo. I have, I kind of have breakfast for lunch. It's just because of my training schedule. I really like oatmeal. Um, so does Carrie Pierce, <laughs> but, uh, I, I love oatmeal. So my lunch is usually a bowl of oats with yogurt and peanut butter mixed in. It's freaking amazing. And if you've never done it, I will give you the recipe because it's really simple. Um, but that's like my midday lunch, but my breakfast is where I get my veggies. I'd had a a scramble this morning with broccoli slaw. And I had actually a salad with that. That's what I have for breakfast. And I make this amazing, really easy, low calorie French toast that tastes awesome. And if you want that recipe, you guys can also ask me and I have that as well. I have overnight oats. Oh, Judy, we're dude, two peas in a pod. I, I used to do overnight oats, but I got bored of them. And honestly, I like the cooking better because I'm also a volume eater. And what I find is that the volume looks more when I actually cook them, like they plump up a little bit. So, but, uh, Salmon burger. Got it. Oh, I have a Jody and a Judy. I have to make sure I look at that differently. So burger with grilled onions and peppers, pickle slice. Sounds amazing. Y'all are doing some good stuff. So, all right, guys. Well, have a great day. Um, I'm super stoked uh, with how this went. Hopefully this will help you guys all out. 
Um, and I hope to, oh, I hope some of you guys that are watching, whether live or in the replay, I'll get to uh, meet you in a couple weeks when the summer shred starts. It starts on May 1st and it goes through June 11th. And if any of you guys are going to be at semifinals in Orlando, uh, let me know that as well, because I will be there. Talk to you all soon.